Welcome to Christie's Comedy Pod. We have a lot to talk about. It's been a few days, which is okay. Shit went down, so it's fine. Plus, um, I need to... I have so many of these podcasts now lined up, and none of them are um, advertised. Like, I haven't done any advertising, and I need to, like, put time aside to clip them up and advertise them. So, uh... It's okay if I'm not doing it every day, but I'm still going to try to do it every day, usually. Here are some of the excuses. Like, um, two of the days I sniffed paint thinner. To the point of, like, uh, brain damage, like. So that's where we're at, like, this is, uh, you know. So, why am I, I'm, like, reading, like, some of my updates, and some of them are so dumb compared to, like, what we really got. My parents actually, um, you might, you know, if you watch, if you listen to the other podcasts, my parents fixed my car for me. There was like, I needed a new tire and certain things and I was trying to pay for it. I was trying to get this guy to send me money to pay for it. And, uh, he was taking a really long time to send me money. So just like a little backup of like, I just started this relationship. That's like, it's an agreement that he will help me financially because I'm a struggling comedian, I need financial help, right? It's this agreement. It's a perfect relationship, though, because I actually think he's attractive. Like, you know, it's, like, really good. But we just started it, um, and then I had to leave for the holidays, and I didn't know how to keep getting money, because I needed to keep... He kind of vaguely said, like, yeah, I'm going to give you 2000 a month, and, like, you know, we. he kind of vaguely said, like, even you know, on the month that you're off or something, that you're gone. Because I'm I'm gone for a month. And I was like, bro, I don't know, man. Like, all of my experience on this tells me that he's not going to be sending me money. Like, this is such a brand new relationship. I'm not good at, like, talking over the phone or doing, you know, flirty FaceTimes. I was like, I don't know if I can um, keep this relationship up. And I think trying to keep it up was actually a bad thing. Like, the cool girl, and I'm usually the cool girl, it's just that I, like, this is, a re- this is like, an arranged relationship. The cool girl goes on holiday and basically never really talks to you. She'll send you, like, a picture or something if it's, like, necessary, if it's, like, really interesting. She's like, hey, dude, look at this. That's the cool girl. She, like, you know, twice while she's gone for a month, she's like... Oh, I have a quote, you know, did you ever this? Like, I, hey, look at this thing. And then she comes back and you're like, hey, could you, I hear you're back. Can you hang out again? And she's like, fuck yeah. That's the cool girl. That's usually me, bro. But because of this relationship, I was like, oh my God, I need to keep this up. I need him to send me money over the holidays so that I can like, you know, buy presents for my family, pay for gas to go across the country and back fix my car uh dude like I was like man maybe I can try to keep this relationship up and he'll send me money no he likes the cool girl I know I know now like he does not like I tried to be like I hope you're having a good day like I tried to do that I tried to like call him hi Ethan I'm sorry I'm not good at talking on the phone like just hey I'm getting my car fixed now um do you mind if you help me out with it at all so after 
badgering him for six days. I, I don't know how many days it was, but it was at least six days. He was, like, agreeing to help me with my car payment, like, uh, to fix my car. And he wouldn't do it, though. He was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was crazy, bro, because he's actually, he's one of those people that will do what they say. Like, but this is him at a distance. Anybody at a distance, dude, out of sight, out of mind, any salesman knows that. Any salesman knows a customer who says they're going to do anything at a distance is anything. It's not going to happen. Is this recording? It was recording. So the guy, he finally, dude, I badgered him. It was so uncomfortable, man, to be like, could you send it to me today? Okay, he finally sent me $250. That was a slight, bro. I swear to God it was because he, he's a very like, you know, structured guy. Um, he sends 500 he sends an, like, so for him to send 250 he was like, yeah, bitch, like, you're not with me, you're, you're at a distance, like, here's 250 you know what I mean? And he knew that my, like, I sent him what my, like, how much my car was, like, to get fixed, it was actually $1,000, but, um, and so he knew, like, yeah, he sent 250 and since then, like, I, I, literally had done again, like, oh, I hope you're having a good day, and he didn't even, like, react to that message at all bro distance <laughs> i should have been the cool girl and now i am gonna transfer over i might communicate to him about it transitioning over to the cool girl i'm gonna be like hey i can tell you one you know this you know to not talk and that's like more natural for me so why don't we fucking do that i'm probably gonna call him and like try to explain that to him um <laughs> because i'm not gonna like now that i know that he's not into it like i'm not into it like this is just ew ew like hi hearts every few days hearts and he's like you know gives a heart back oh god and he like doesn't like that and it's just like okay i understand what's going on like i'm gonna call him and kind of tell him that it sucks dude that is so not the cool girl like there's nothing i can do about it like i don't know i i dug myself into this hole and it's it's fine like you know i don't you know it's just that if this relationship doesn't work out i have to go back shopping on this web website for another like arrangement perfect arrangement relationship like it's not easy to go through all of the people again we've talked about this before i just I don't know, man. The updates are so... It's so extreme when I saw the $250 and I was like, oh my god, he fucking hates... What the fuck? Like, it's just so extreme to me. But other things went down. Oh, I'll tell you that um, the beaches are so polluted. How polluted are they? No one can any longer say the coast is clear. <laughs> That's great. I, uh, I was like reading a book about supplements and I just wanted to kind of tell you guys what supplements you need for your brain. I, I don't know. So CoQ, CoQ10, C-O-Q-10, um, it keeps your brain cells energized. So you need to take, um, you need to take it with acetyl L-carnitine. 
Dude, can you hear this train? There's a train coming by! I hate you! Okay, you need to tank Ginkgo? I'm I'm now yelling over the train. I'm sorry. Hopefully it like stops honking. Fuck you. So Ginkgo is one of the more common like brain boosting supplements um, to hear about, but it actually like sucks kind of like there's this other thing called a uh, PYC nodinol nodinol like pinodinol pisinodinol um and it's made out of pine bark instead of ginkgo tree and it's way stronger um for your like your brain by the way you have to take coq10 with fat so that it actually gets into your body peanut butter whatever now there's this thing called ps supplement ps uh, the real word is phosphatidylserine and it's a memory enhancer, like hardcore. Um, just take it one a day. Like, there's one thing called choline. Choline, you only get one, like, milligram or whatever a day of choline from just food. But you need 425 milligrams of fucking choline, like, straight up. In order to protect your brain and, like, be for learning and memory. So you can take, you can get choline and, like, take it at the store. You have to take it by buying something called lecithin, though. Because if you take actual choline, it makes you smell like fish. So you buy lecithin. Lecithin is 20% choline. So you just take as much lecithin until, like, you do the math. till you get to 425 and you're fine. Um, dude, if you take choline, if you take a bunch of choline while you're pregnant, like... Scientists are freaking out. Like, if you take a bunch of choline while you're pregnant, your baby, like rats and mice, like your baby is like almost had a zero percent chance of having any brain, you know, debilitating, you know, Alzheimer's, like Parkinson's. Your your baby's like in the clear. So choline, it like lasts a long time and shit. But we don't get enough of it. There's some in eggs, but like, you need to fucking take more choline. We're almost done with this. I know it's, like, stupid. I, I never do this. Hooper's, uh, Hooperzine? Hooperzine. A. There's an A after Hooperzine. So that's an herb for memory and alertness and, and recollection, recollection. Now there's sirens. I bet somebody died from the train. That's why it was honking so much. Somebody got ran over by the train. Should we go over there? Should we go see somebody... Di dead? Yo, straight up? Okay, I'm driving over there. I'm just gonna keep recording in case it's like really interesting. Should I? Nah, it's like gone. It's like gone. Okay, that was stupid. <sighs> Fuck. Anything else? Okay, well, the last supplement is um, jo uh, St. John's wort. Or it's also called Hypericum. And it's a natural Prozac. So it's like actually one of the most commonly used antidepressants. And it works really well, apparently. It boosts your mood. And you're supposed you just take uh, 300 milligrams three times a day. I fucking am excited to do that. Because like... 
SSRIs and shit are scary. So, fuck yeah. And, <clears throat> so, yeah, one of my ex-boyfriend, like, my ex-boyfriend, I dated a comedian. I fell in love with this comedian, and we were, like, super in love, whatever, but he was young. He was 22. And 22-year-olds, no offense, but y'all, like, don't really know what your brain is doing. Like, it's, you know, your brain isn't fully developed until you're 25, and, like, you don't understand what that means, but, like, people who are older than 25 look at you, and they're, and we're like, oh, that's what that means. Like, you, you guys, like, fuck, man. You don't know, but it's fine, whatever. So, I fell in love with a 22-year-old, and we were, like, so in love, and then I was like, I have to go to Austin, Texas to do comedy because that's like a, a good place right now. And he was like, I'm going with you, like for sure. I just have to get things settled here. I have to get a new car and, you know, finish out my job here. Like I have to put in my two weeks after I buy my car. Now the loudest old, okay, I'm so tired of like getting interrupted by things. So he brought like, I was in Austin for four months, just going hard, man. Like, I was so busy all day. I was barely ever responding, honestly, to his text messages. And, like, I was always busy when he called me. I was like, oh, <laughs> like, distract. Like, I was busy. Um, so I kind of get it, but he kept getting in car crashes and, like, kept getting his car robbed and, like, he could never get to the point where he could move to Austin. He was, like, uh, stuck in this town. This small town. And, um, he, he would, like, do certain things. He would, like, spend his time on things that were going to keep him in the town. And I'd always ask, like, hey, are you planning on coming to Austin? Are you planning to move to Austin? This is a well-known thing in, like, in serious cities. Like, <laughs> I know Austin is, like, a serious city now, but... In serious cities, it's well known that, like, your small town, the people that are small town people, they'll, like, talk a lot about moving. You know, they'll be all like, oh, I'm going to get there. And, like, you know, they'll talk about moving to the bigger city. But they, but it's, like, a well-known thing that they're not going to. They're just not going to. Because the people who move to the bigger city just do it. Like, when I moved to New York first, at first, I was not, like, talking about wanting to go. I knew that I needed to go for a job, and I packed my shit, and, like, went. And I stayed there for, like, five years or whatever, like, I don't know. Um, with Austin, I was like, okay, I have to go now, packed my shit, and I went to Austin. Like, you just go to these places, like, I don't know, and... Everyone knows, like, small-town people, they don't get out. They're, they're always like, oh, now my mom is sick, which, it's that's sweet. That's really sweet. Like, yeah, oh, my grandma is sick. My mom is sick. But th these people will, you know, that's that's what, you know, it's, it's really nice if you love your family. Like, yeah. But the harsh reality of, like, moving to a big city kind of stuff is that, like, yeah, your family is going to keep getting sick and they're going to be sick for, you know, 20 years. And, like, all this, they're going to be getting sick all the time like they're staying in their thing they're staying in their you know little house trailer and getting sick and if you help them like for 20 years now you're gonna be like all sick 
and poor like it's just like I don't know how to make that decision because I don't really have sick family in that way that I really care about like I don't really have anyone sick and stuff so it's hard to really say um I guess but you know that's just like that's just the facts and figures of it so it's just like small town people they don't get out they're just always like oh and they're like they're scared they're very scared of like oh my god like I have to prepare I'm not ready and it's like bitch chill (laughs) like it's not it's just another location like just park your car in the big city and figure it out from there you're good Jesus Christ um anyway so he was like that and he just would never move to Austin he was so like oh and (laughs) okay anyways I was kind of like almost withholding myself from him like not really doing we like never did facetime we never like saw each other the whole four months so that's kind of my bad like i was always just like just come here like i was trying to make him hurry up dude it's four months you said one month tops and stuff like that and so then finally he was like he was giving addiction addictions up like hardcore he gave up cigarettes which was so crazy like he was a chain smoker, and then all of a sudden he gave up cigarettes, and um, that it was, like, successful. And then he was so into coffee, like, he was already a sober person completely, right? So then he gave up cigarettes, and then he was so into coffee, like, all day, all night, gave up coffee, completely successful, 10 days, no coffee, just forever no coffee, and caffeine and everything. And then he gave up, he started, like, fasting, so he'd be like, oh, I'm not really eating, like which is fine, but it's, like, I started to be, like, damn, at some point, I mean, you're not, all he was doing was, like, praying, like, dude, like, I hope this doesn't, like, fire back on me, or backfire on me, like, I hope he doesn't, like, lose his shit on me because of all this, it's, like, uh, and then that's what, yeah, the last thing he was, like, I'm giving up masturbating, like, I'm trying to give up masturbating, and I just thought to myself, like, bro, that's not going to last, And that's going to make you moody. Like, I don't know. But I didn't say that to him. Like, I was just, I was busy. So I was like, okay. Like, uh, that was like the end of it. You know, after that, he started to like kind of disappear. And I was like, hey, I was worried about you. You know, I didn't hear from you for three days. And he's like, you're manipulating me. You're so paranoid. Your narratives. I can't see. You're in my head. Like this whole thing, like screaming. And I was like, bro, I never lost my cool with him. The whole relationship. I felt like that was important, especially now that I'm a comedian. First of all, he's a comedian. It's like, how about we don't lose our cool? Because like, I want to try to be a cool person like forever. I I really, you know, I don't want to lose my shit or like be weird, you know, be in a real fight in some weird way that's not like you know something i would be proud of right but he would lose his shit a lot he'd be like ah like just yeah get me out of here like just freaking out and yeah so the masturbating thing i feel like is the one where he like um he just suddenly was like you're fucking manipulating me like just saying that a lot and i was like bro uh, stop no like just just chill out, like, you know, come to Austin, and, um, he was like, I broke up with you, like, he broke up with me by just saying that he broke up with me, and then he, 
ghosted me for two weeks, which really sucked because I was editing during those two weeks. I was editing a lot. And when you're editing fucking five hours and then taking a break and then another five hours taking a break, during those breaks, you want to call your boyfriend during those breaks. It's like very emotional to like edit for such a long time. And like I would call him and he wouldn't answer like he was ghosting me. So it was fucking awful. And um, finally, like after two weeks, he talked to me. He was like, yes, I'm breaking up with you. Like still coming to Austin. But bre-. No, he had a girl. He got a new girlfriend. This this gross girl, honestly, I found her on social media. Like, I'm not saying that she's gross and like a hateful. I just I literally just found her on social media. And I'm I'm just telling you, like, this is my diary in this way. Like, I'm just saying that, like, it kind of makes me feel better. <laughs> and like you know (laughs) it kind of makes me feel better that like I'm better than her like it makes me feel better so that's what I'm saying it also makes me feel a little bit like shit though because like what am I how am I equivalent to that I don't know sorry that makes me sound (laughs) she's like kind of a fucking mess like the most like, she has, like, pictures of her, like, whole butt, you know, and she just, she doesn't make any, she's out of her fucking mind, the airhead, like, she's not a comedian, like, you know, that doesn't, that's okay, but, like, look, sorry, I'm sorry, I just, um, I'm a bitch, I'm a pretentious motherfucker, sorry, that's, what am I gonna say, what was I saying, yeah, so, I'm in town, he apparently moved to Atlanta, which I can't even believe, but whatever. I'm in my fucking city, Atlanta. And he's like going to all the, you know, same, my, you know, uh, stand, all the same stand up comedy stuff that I like kind of was showing him. Well, whatever. He's going to all the stand up comedy stuff around here. And so I messaged him in two different. There's no reason for either of us to be mad. Like nothing. We didn't get in the actual fight. Like, you know, what you know if i see you like i just want you to know that like i'm happy to see you like there's nothing you know we used to be best friends like you know just ah and he completely ignored both of those messages one of them i know he saw because it's like a new platform and he completely ignored it today i did honestly a really good set of stand-up comedy and it was a long set really great Halfway through it, I noticed that he was in the back, and I, like, almost had eye contact with him. He was watching! The guy that, like, you know when a guy, when someone's, like, ghosting you, and you're, like, praying to please, please, God, let me, like, talk to them one more time. Like, let me be around them one more time. Oh, my God. That person was in the same, like, room as me tonight. And he looked, you know, nice. I don't know. I saw him out of the corner of my eye. And, and he, it was definitely him. But, like, <sighs> yeah. He did not want to talk to me. Like, my, the people who were running in and stuff said that they were, like, telling him, like, hey, Christy's trying to be cool with you. Like, could you just join everyone? And he's like, no, he wants to stay in the back by himself. He doesn't want anything to do with anyone. He's, like, being, to be honest, like, look, who's, like, a person and who's not, like, I'm just saying, he, like, wants to be this black 
cloud, dark cloud, in the back of the room, and just like, I'm here to do my comedy and fuck you, fuck you guys. Like, it's like, bro, it hurts, man. Like, ugh. But what was great is I had a great set, and I know that he kind of heard it. And like, I I I left. You know, I didn't I didn't confront him. I didn't go up and say hi. Cause he would have been rude, you know. He would have been like, "Don't, don't talk to me. Leave me alone." And I would have been like, "Oh my fucking god!" Like, <laughs> ouch! What did I do? What did I fucking do? Um. Okay. Yeah. So I am. I've been trying to eat healthier. Like, right now I'm having beets for breakfast, which I guess makes me a rapper. <laughs> I almost fucked that up really hard. It's still not worded perfectly, but yeah. And then we have, the, um, I like to lay low at parties. I do that by taking 13 shots and passing out on the floor. Oh, fuck. <laughs> so. Love it. Dude, I have so much more shit. Like, the paint thinner, I mean, I kind of have that next, so... Fuck yeah. So, I went to my friend's house to paint a Christmas present for my parents. And there was paint thinner with the paint. You're supposed to, like, you know, it was a whole fucking... I actually have it next to me right now, paint thinner. And the paint thinner smells fucking amazing. It smells like um, liquid cement. It smells like, yeah, it's really fucking, like, it smells so fucking good. And so I was smelling it, like, a lot because I was just trying to, like, oh, man, when am I going to be around this smell again? Like, this is, this is one of those goddamn fucking smells, bro. Like, oh, God, like, it's a good smell. Woo! So I was, sm I was like, oh, let me just hold on a second, like, you know, we're, we're pouring it in a jar for the paint. Let me just fucking smell it. Okay. It got me high, right? So, like, I was feeling anxious. Like, I was with, a, I was with certain, like, I was with certain people and stuff that were kind of making me feel, like, anxious. You know, where you're like, oh, I need a beer to, like, calm down. And the beer isn't really enough. I was feeling anxious. And the paint thinner, <laughs> it, like, softened everything it just soft like I was trying to explain it because my little sister was there 17 years old she's like oh you look fucked up like oh I, th I think you are like I think the paint thinner affected you and I was like yeah I mean <laughs> it's made everything much more soft it's kind of nice uh it's it's almost like people say uh certain drugs or whatever will take the edge off like, your brain has all these sharp edges and points. And you really want something to round that edge out and, like, like just calm the fuck down. Just, like, be soft or be, round, be, be smooth. And the paint thinner just goes through and just fucking polishes all those edges smooth and rounds it out. And you're just, like, a fucking little cloud. You're like, ah, we good. And I thought it was kind of healthy because I, I thought I just, like... I thought I smelled the paint thinner like a fine wine. Like, you sniff a fine wine and, like, oh, that's so nice. Now I feel kind of great. Like, this is great. Well, 
every 20 minutes I'd be like, let me just do another fine wine sniff because like, it'll help me. I did that like four or five times. Okay. At home later that night, I started getting worried because it felt like my brain, like my intellect, my smartness now had this ceiling. Like I felt like I couldn't try hard to think more witty and clever and like I couldn't try. Like I couldn't be like mm, and try with my brain. I was just like laying there in my bed like I got home and I was like, okay, mm, is this going to go away? Like I, you kind of felt this like more permanent, like, okay, is this brain damage? Like actually permanent vibe with the, with, yeah, it's like your sharpness. I realize like those, that edge that people are telling you to get off is almost your sharpness. You want to be sharp. Fuck you, dude. God, they're like honking their horn. Um, dude, I woke up at 3 a.m. Um, with like all these weird nightmares about being, you know, permanently brain damaged. Like, I woke up at 3 a.m. and my head was like pulsing. And I felt like I was too stupid to even sleep. I, I don't know. I was just like kind of freaking out. And my head was pulsing. It felt like my brain was like trying to heal itself. Like it was actually pulsing like more blood through it and stuff. Like it was working on trying to heal itself. I don't know. Um, I started doing research. I was like, okay, what's, yo. I was like researching, sniffing paint thinner. And it says like, yeah, the vapors, it's vapors. And your whole brain soaks them up. It pisses me off. Like, why does it smell so good? Does your brain want to die? I don't know what what that is. Um, your whole brain soaks it up and, like, you know, burns. Like, you know? So, yeah, I mean, it's, like, so bad for you, bro. Like, <laughs> I just felt so, like, the next morning, um, I still felt, like, unclever. Like, un unwitty not able to be kind of quick with shit. And I was like, that's fine. Like, you know, I'm gonna, I sniffed some vanilla, like vanilla stimulates your brain. So I was like sniffing that. You saw, I have a bunch of brain supplement shit. I told you like, you know, just like, uh, <clears throat> but that's so we're getting into some serious shit. That's when my aunt came. I'm sorry, I shouldn't have said aunt. Like, it's an extended family member, and we're going to call her aunt. More sirens. More sirens. My aunt came, and she is someone who is, like, very judgmental. She's a Southern Baptist from South Georgia, and it's, like, the most, you know, Trump, the most um, hate gays, the most... Um, uh, it's, like, also... <sighs> It's a very unloving, familial experience. Like, it's just this constant judgment. You can never be enough. Like, there's, they're never satisfied. They're sad. You know, all, all she wants to watch on TV is Home Alone, fucking for the 5,000th time, right, for Christmas. But also, um, Parking Wars. Parking Wars is a show 
where people's cars get towed and they're upset that their car is being towed. Um, and really conservative people look as somebody like, I know that like most people who own tow companies and shit are like awful. I don't know, man. I like, yo, okay. Conservative people will watch parking wars and laugh at other people's misfortunes, poor people's misfortunes that they're trying to put their car somewhere so they can get something done. And now it's being taken and like, there's going to be a huge fine, you know, okay. And conservatives love to watch it and just like laugh. Look, I'm, I'm in the middle, like the rest of you guys, right? Like the pandemic really got us all mixed up and in the middle and stuff. But here's the thing. When you fucking get with a real goddamn conservative, you are reminded as to why it's a fucking issue. Like she, when she brings up like every single thing you talk about a flower and she she goes into like that she hates gay people you know what i mean like despite and i'm not over here like hey hey go gays woo like i'm not even she it's just like crazy that someone like is like she's like what's wrong is wrong i'm sorry like you know she's like really into it. and um nobody's even arguing we're all literally all three of us are just, we say yes to everything she says. We're just like, yeah, yeah, to everything she says. We just, all three of us have our tails being, um, tucked underneath us. And we're just all, like, trying to, she's staying with us for two days, and we're just all trying to, like, have fun, you know, with her. But, like, last time she visited and stuff, I had just, like, I was a comedian, you know, I'm, uh, and I was like, oh, man, being a comedian means I can take who she is and, like, her beliefs and all that stuff. This is the past t- two different times that I've, like, spent a lot of time with her. I was like, I could take all of her, like, stuff and soak that into my knowledge base of, like, okay, this is what a Southern... So I was more interested. I was asking her questions, like, what do you think about this? Like, tell me more about this. Like, genuinely interested um, because it was adding to, like, okay, I know what these Southern Baptists and stuff like that are thinking, right? Um, I don't care anymore. It's repetitive. That's what I'm telling you about when you get to a real conservative, like to a real one of these people, like it's repetitive. There's nothing, there's nothing more to it. You know what I mean? Like people start to like think, oh, this extreme conservatism might be like, oh, it has some really good points. Maybe it's actually so much wiser than we thought. Maybe there's more to it to a certain extent, right? These real conservatives, no, there is nothing more to it. They like at the end of the fucking day, um, look, I don't care if you got like if anybody listening to this is like thinks that I'm, you know, cr- right now, uh, <laughs> like, um, pot- uh, able to be a comedy star, right? Like, because th- this is my family, like, they know that I'm not doing a day job, they know that I'm not like working. And then I'm, like, doing comedy. By the way, I'm not funny with them. Bro, especially with the aunt. I have been, you know, it was the day after the paint thinner. Remember that? Like, I have been just so bumbling. Just so, like, sad and, like, dazed and bumbling, bro. Because I'm, like, sad, bro. I'm wasting my time. I, 
you know that every hour that I have is scheduled out. And I'm like wasting my time, like, you know, doing these little family, you know, activities, like trying to be a good family member. And it makes me so sad that that's not a good idea. Like, it makes me so sad that I'm never going to get anything from that. Like, this person, this aunt, is never going to really give me any joy. Like, she's never ever, like, she's not going to get, I'm not going to get anything from it. It's literally just this obligation thing of, like, oh, she's your aunt, remember that? Like, but it's, like, she's a, um, she has a bottom to her. Like, it's not a bottomless pit because it's, what? (laughs) She has a, she's limited, you know, it's, it's, she's just, you know, she has her beliefs and that's it. She's closed off. She closed off to learning anything new, like 50 years ago. So to think that there's more to her and like, she has like, you know, this infinite amount of like, you know, stuff to, to give, like to offer. She doesn't. She's somebody who was a hairdresser all her life and she thinks she's better than me like she thinks she's smart you know like fucking chill out you know so anyways like I was spending hours I I didn't go to comedy last night I I spent the whole night with them like I was spending hours yesterday playing board games and shit like trying to talk and be like just you know do the whole thing like trying to just never argue whoa like just bring up topics and agree on them bring up topics and agree bring up topics agree kind of try to laugh but I wasn't that good at being you know funny or laughing but like yeah and we just all of us were like very sullen all of us were it's a very morbid atmosphere sullen just whimpering whimpering and finally you know we're like talking about Austin, Texas, where I'm doing comedy. Like, I don't talk about, I'm not like, hey, I'm a comedian. And there's this, like, I keep it. I know none of these three, actually, none of these people are going to give me any like real support. So I really keep it away from them. Like, um, I don't fucking, (laughs) we're just kind of talking about Austin. Like, oh, there's shootings in Austin all the time. (laughs) Ha isn't that crazy? You know, morbid shit. And suddenly my aunt goes she looks me dead in the eye like fucking stares me down and she goes I pray every day that you come to your senses and quit that you know (sighs) comedy like to quit and quit comedy and find you a real job where you can settle down and like get retirement because you can have all this fun right now, but you're going to have a real mess. What are you 30 now? You know, huh? Like you, you better find yourself a, you know, a real job and like this whole thing, like you need to go find a real job. And, um, sorry. Um, she's like, your degree isn't in comedy. Like I have a degree in international affairs. Like your degree isn't in comedy. And it's like, okay, First of all, I never told her that I was a comedian. So this is just something that my mom has probably complained to her about. It's just so annoying. Like she probably has no good information on it. So it's just like, whatever. Um, and it's like, this is what you get. You know, you, you invest, you are going to invest so much into these types of people, into this person. And all you get out of them is like, first of all, I don't know, like, 
to break down what she was saying, like, oh, I really appreciate that you care about my happiness 60 years from now, but do you care about my happiness right now? No, because you think that a quote-unquote 30-year-old is still not old enough to have any sense for themselves. You still, for your entire life, are going to be older than me, and so I'm always going to be a little kid who has no idea what's going on, first of all. So I really appreciate you, like, knowing what's right, knowing what's best. Fuck you. But anyways, just, like, not believing in me, like, she thinks that I'm retarded, dude. Like, I wasn't funny at the thing, like, she looks really down on my mom, who's her sister, right? She looks really down on her little sister, my mom, and then my mom's offspring, me. She's like, wow, you guys are retarded. What, you think that, what, you think that you're gonna be a comedian? Whoa, dude, I pray that you come to your senses and go, get away, go, go sit down in an office, be a slave, that's what you, that's what you are worth, like, I see, I look at you and I see a slave, I don't, I'm not gonna care what the company name is, I don't give a fuck what company you work for, but I want you to fucking go work for a company. How's that, bitch? Go work for blah, 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 please, bitch. Or else. Go fucking work for blah, blah, blah. I don't know. Sorry. Um, you don't... Nah. Just like, oh, yeah, you don't believe in me. You look at me and you see a slave. Thank you. Okay, um, great. Sure, like, I don't... T- like. It's not that I take that to heart. It's just the fact that I wasted so... Like, I'm sitting there wasting. I'm sitting there serving her. She has no idea how much I'm... Like, I'm sure she doesn't give a fuck. Like, she has no idea how much I'm giving her of my, like, time and shit. You know what I mean? And just like, oh, really? This is... You've made a conclusion? You don't have any information and you've made a conclusion? Right. That must be accurate. Right. That must be accurate. You have no... You don't ask me anything. Every time I like, ask her a question about herself, like, hey, do you like, um, you know, I forgot, I was like, do you like the Siberian, you know, Trans-Siberian Orchestra, because we're gonna go see that, they do my favorite Christmas song, like, fucking Trans-Siberian Orchestra, I was like, do you like the Trans-Siberian Orchestra, she always replies to me, like, what, like, I think she's seen a YouTube video of me or something, like, she seems to, like, be shocked and horrified by me, and I'm nothing but, like, the most filtered down, uh, submissive bitch around her. So, like, she, she, like, fucking has some kind of, I guess my mom probably complains to her about me, but, like, yo, I, I just can't even, whoa. Sorry, where were we? Um, (laughs) I just, like, it's really easier said than done when it comes to family. Of like, yeah, you know, don't waste your time on those people. Like, you're trying to please these people who are just so miserable, bro. Like, I was there trying to entertain them because I felt like they couldn't even do it themselves. Like, I felt like they needed my help to have a good time yesterday. Like, I needed to please them. Like, not so that they were happy with me, but just like, I want them to be, they're my family. I want them to be okay. But, um... So it's so much easier said than done because you go, you dive into these, you know, three miserable people and you're just, you're just swimming with them 
and they're just bringing you down. They're just fucking ah, drowning in, in the midst of fucking misery. And you're just like trying to tread the water and you're like, whoa, fuck, this is so hard, man. Like, can these people ever goddamn swim? Like, can they ever like, is this any? And then it's like in the middle of that, they, they just start yelling at you about how they don't believe that anything they just don't believe in you and like I I know whoever's listening to this might be like hey it is a little hard to succeed in comedy here's the thing and this is what like I took a few breaths like I like really I, I didn't know what to fucking do I was like seeing not red but seeing like I was like dying for a second in my chair and like I was able to construct in my head like okay here's what I'll tell her like I was like hey so you know First of all, Austin, Texas is not a hole in the wall. You know, Facebook, Google, Tesla, like blah, blah, blah are all like headquartered there. So, you know, I'm not in the hole in a hole in the wall in Austin. Like that's where I might go if I become a slave. Right. So first of all, second of all, I was like, I told her in the most like I was literally selling her that I'm not going to become, quote unquote, a star in comedy. That's what I like called it. I've never called it that before, but I was like, hey, I don't you don't have to become a star in comedy. And I was like, 100% on board with this of like, I'm not going to even try. I was like, you can be a writer. There's so many jobs. Like you can be a comedy writer. You can be a producer. You can be an agent. It's like, there's so many easy to grasp jobs in comedy. And I have so many, like, you know, connections. And I was like, Hey, look, my first year, I was very scared. Trust me. Like I, I didn't, I was like, is this a good idea? Holy shit, this is, like, bad. By the way, I wasn't cussing or anything talking to her. I was like, yeah, for my first year, I was very, just like you, I was like, what am, what is, you know, is this going to be okay for me to do? But by now, I am very, I have no doubt. I have no doubt that this is fine. Everything's going to be okay. And she, I could tell that she kind of, because I really, I really fucking portrayed that I have no doubt um, of like, you know, I have a lot of good connections and do to do like I, whatever. I really portrayed that and I could tell that she was kind of like, oh, maybe, but she's closed herself off 50 years ago to anything. Like she makes her, the conclusions and the conclusions are always kind of like hateful, judgmental and like very discipline, punishing, very punishing, just they deserve to get their car towed, you know, they deserve, you know, guns, you know, look, I like guns as much as the next guy, but like, she's just like, she, you know, she shot someone, she's just like, I got my gun in the car, like, she has stickers all over her car, you know what I mean, and it's like, uh, we, the reason that we look up to her at all is just because like my, she's my mom's older sister, and it's like this whole, my mom's always looked up to her. My aunt has always looked down at my mom. So there's a, a little bit of like this looking up. And then my aunt is so condescending. Sometimes with these condescending people, you kind of keep thinking that they do know more. That they do have something. But no, they're just being like that. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I just, you know, I did all my work today. Instead, like she stayed all day today. And I went to lunch with them and, like, uh, I played one game of a Scrabble with them. But, like, I did all my fucking work. I went to my things. I'm doing my podcast. I did doing two comedy things. Like, 
fuck you here's one of the things that like it's so true and it kind of freaks me out how true it is if i find success she and these types of people will brag about me christy you know my niece christy is blah 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 you know famous whatever you know like she'll fucking brag about me as though it's like on you know some of it's falling on her you know some of it is her doing or some shit like she will brag about me my parents will brag about me you know these these types of people like your ex you know all these people that and I know it's like you kind of have to be a certain amount of famous for really big douchebags to brag about you. You kind of have to like, I don't know. You know what I mean? You have to be extremely successful for these douchebags to actually brag about you. But you can at least consider it. Like, just be like, yeah, my ex, like, who, you know, didn't want to talk to me today. And he watched me have a very fucking good comedy set. And I know he's not having a good one. I know he's not <laughs> having a good one. Like, um... If I become, like, if I find success, he's going to be like, you know, I fucking dated, I dated her. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, these, fuck, you know? No. Bitch, fuck you. Only give, only give the people who deserve it that right. Like, I mean, everyone's going to take it. Everyone's going to fucking brag about you. But, like, know that. You know, give the most of the bragging rights to the people now that 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 deserve them. Hey, hey, guess what? You deserve to brag about me later. <laughs> hey, you know those those people that when you be, get successful and shit, you thank them. Hey, thank you by the way. Th those people, yeah, thank them like now and shit. Hey, thank you for your support by the way. Like, you know what I mean? Like, just ah, I just hope you, yeah. Your hustle is your own. The first podcast that I did, I don't know if it was the first one that I did. Or the second. Oh my god. I just realized, like, they're disorganized. But one of the first podcasts that I did on this, um, for this series, like, I was saying that I started this podcast series because I went to Skankfest, the, the comedy festival. And at Skankfest, I was trying to, like, hang out and, you know, be friends with everyone and chill. Which was fine, like... People were doing that, but I really noticed so much that the successful comedians were so much more involved in their own hustle. Like they were so centered. Nobody could throw them off kilter. You know, they, they didn't, they weren't desperate for anything. They weren't, Hey, I want to go hang out. Like, I want to go do this. I want to go because they were very centered by their hustles, their hustle was this fucking giant pole just keeping them stable in the middle of themselves. Like, I have my podcast, you know? I have my YouTube channel, and nobody f can take that away from me, and it's all me, and I fucking do it. And I have my... I do my stand-up comedy on the road. Like, I have my thing. And so when you talk to them, you can feel how centered they are, how very much they're like... Hey, you know, they're not even, um, reaching out to you as much in the, in the, uh, in the conversation because they're so satisfied in their own hustles. And like, I, I, that really inspired me. I was like, oh, so, you know, 
I get really caught up with all the, you know, people can throw me off kilter so much. Like people can really, I'm not centered. I get very caught up in the social, whoa, like waves and everything that's going on. I'm like, oh, is this person my friend? I get caught up. And I was like, man, I need to have my own. I need to really fucking get my own hustle. Like, um, make it into a fucking pole. Like, that'll actually stabilize me. It can't be just, like, you know, my comedy schedule. That's too based on the social waves and all the movement and stuff. I need to have, like, my YouTube channel and my stuff and, like, make my content and have my thing and, like, start this relationship uh, with my own fucking work. So that when people talk to me, I'm talking from this really good place of centeredness on how I love my work. And I have shit going down. I have shit going on. You know when you talk to someone who has shit going on and they're like, yeah, yeah, you know, they're nice. But they're like, I don't need, you know, I don't need this. I don't need, I, I gotta, I can go. I, can, I gotta go. I gotta go do my thing. I gotta go do this. You know, I'm fine, whatever. Hey, peace, peace. Those people, fuck yes. That hustle will center you, man. And like, leaving my hustle, like, whenever I leave it (laughs) at all, it makes me immediately off kilter because I've left it for like someone. I've left it for something. And someones and some things are kind of like, (laughs) I don't want to sound toxic here, but like, they're just so often not not there for you as much as like yourself I guess I don't know like people people will really throw you off I don't know but there's there's good people out there I don't know so I don't know this podcast is gonna be titled I don't know this episode but like it's like yeah I I put aside my own hustle for like two days I mean you know because I had the uh you know, I did the paint thinner, and I, I definitely couldn't fucking do it that night. I just, I don't even know what it would have sounded like. And then my aunt. And I was just so thrown off. Like, who am I? You know, what's going on? Is everything okay? Like, I fucking, ah! And it's like, no, you know. And for her to try to define, sorry, it's like I keep going on. For her to try to define my hustle, your hustle is your own. Don't let anybody walk in and be like, this isn't good. It's like, bitch, fuck you. You do crossword puzzles all day. I swear to God, bro. I swear to fucking God. You don't know shit about like, oh, a stable job. The entire economy is changing. Fuck you. You're saying a stable job, retirement. It's like, bro, it's not gonna, like, first of all, there's no such thing as a stable job. I don't think. Face with Facebook, the metaverse, is that a good stable job? Should I go work for Google? Is that a fucking good job? Bitch, fuck you. Oh, would you like me to go work for the Saudi Arabian government so I can get in a, a retire? That has nothing to do with Google, but like, I don't know. I just, she doesn't give a fuck as long as I'm not, you know, doing it's like crazy, man. Like, you know, a lot of people are trying to like put each other down with, you know, oh, you're not funny enough, what the fuck, and you're not, there's no way you're gonna succeed, and, you know, all this stuff, but, like, I posted my Instagram story about this type of thing, and all these people were like, girl, follow your dreams, you know, and I thought back, you know, I have to say this back to them, and, and, you know, they're like, oh, I, I believe in you, like, 
you know, oh my God, I I almost started crying. And it's not that they even need to believe it. Like, I get it. (laughs) It's hard to believe in people. Like, but I was thinking like, oh, I'm going to reply back to them that I also believe in them and that they should follow their dreams. And, And I had to fully like think through that of like, yeah, no, they should. Like, it doesn't fucking, first of all, the way my parent, my, you know, I've said this before a little bit of just like, the way they act like there's going to be some mess, I'll kill myself. I don't give a fuck. And dude, there's a lot of suicide in our family and they talk about it. They've been talking about it a lot of like, oh, you know, this one, this one girl, we'll just call her girl. (laughs) When she was 45 or something, shot herself in the head and they really give a fuck about this girl. Like it was a family member, like when she was 45, she shot herself in the head and they're like blaming it on themselves. They're like, yeah, you know, we didn't give her enough, um, understanding. Like she didn't feel like she was satisfied. She didn't feel like we liked her. She didn't feel like she could please us. And I'm sitting in the back of the car going, a lot of people, that happens a lot. Yeah. You're doing that to other people, bitch. Yeah. Dude. Some, you know, people used to say, and a lot of people still do, honestly, that suicide is selfish. And I never knew what to think until I was, right? I was suicidal for a while. And bro, it's not selfish. Ew, what the fuck? Self, like, no, it's not, dude. It's actually, when people say it's selfless, here's what it is, dude. You really believe that, that you're like bothering everyone. Like, and people text you, dude. It was fucking crazy, man. I would be sitting there like, oh my God, like, I, I really believe that I'm bothering everyone and I'm not even doing, like, I'm just in my bed in Manhattan by myself in the dark, just like, I'm bothering everyone. And they would text me, dude, my family, my friends, my, my you know, coworkers, they would text me being like, you know, it really bothers us that you can't just be happy. And I would be like, what the fuck? It's like true. People like reach out to to you and they're like, you've been acting crazy and it really makes us all feel uncomfortable. You know, just what I can't even quote, but like people literally text you like things where they're like, you can tell that they don't like you. Like you can tell that like all these people keep reaching out to you and are, are basically like, you can really tell that their life would kind of be better without you. Like it's not like they don't, if anything, you're kind of a burden. If anything, you're kind of like, yikes, like annoying. Like, and you're just like, bro, I want to leave. You want me to leave. Like, oh my God. Like, I'm trying really hard to, you know, I know that this is just like this, you know, phase that I need to work through, but people keep pushing you during it. Like people keep being like, yo, you, you really put everyone down. Or something like you really make everyone feel um, bad when you're around. Like, I remember this, my boss, he knew I was suicidal. He was doing this on purpose. Like, I'm going to kill him one day. His name is Matt Horner. Go find him. He's in, Matthew Horner. He's in uh, New Jersey. He was, he's like a solar energy manager or something like that. Go find him. Fuck it. Um, Dude, so many, I could list how insane he is. Oh, bro. But like, he knew I was suicidal and he goes, Everyone hates that you're here. Everyone is criticized. Everyone, um, people keep complaining about you being around. And I wasn't doing anything, bro. I was literally, like, keeping to my fucking self, 
with a smile. I would try to be have a smile, and I do. I just did my work as much as I could, and I had makeup. I I had my I made myself perfect for two hours in the morning, like just really nice, like. And he was like, everyone complains that you're around. They say you're mean. They say you're rude and dismissive. Um, whatever. Sorry, I'm like going on a rant, but like, what was I? Um, these types of people, like my my mom and my aunt and my dad, like, they're literally wishing out loud that they didn't push, quote unquote, someone to suicide. And they're doing it to so many other people. Like, they're like, oh, this other person threatens suicide whenever I, like, kind of make her life hard. Like, yeah. Kind of let people be happy, though, then. Like, you need to, like, it's like, oh, you know, you know, you need to have retirement. When do you want me to be happy? When, when would be a good time for me to be happy? Now? They like, they said like, I don't need to be happy at my job. You know what I mean? It's like, fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. No. I'm a hard worker. Like I understand there's all these people who don't work hard and it's like, yeah, they're, it's, it's crazy out there. Like I get it. It's chaotic. It's like, oh, but are you even working? Like there's all these people buying alcohol. I, I fucking work hard. I don't drink the, you know, the alcohol. I work fucking hard. I take this seriously. I mean really well with it. I want to do all this other shit. Fuck you. Don't slow me down. God. That reminds me of a teacher that I had once where it was a pass-fail class for the UN at in college. And I would go in and I would go into this class and like they, I had such a busy life. And I would go into this fucking class and it was a three-hour class and they would spend so much of the class playing around like joking like joking around it was like it was just 10 students in a round table with a teacher and so I kind of had a sour look on my face like I wasn't say I wasn't like fuck you guys but like I just kind of was like I'm there for business like I mean I'm here in a serious sense you made me come sit here at this round table for three hours let's fucking get the information out of the way you know and instead it was all this like, whoa, like meaningless drivel, I guess. I don't know. And so I kind of had a sour look on my face, to be honest. But but I wasn't like going out of my way. Like I, I just kind of was like sitting there like, mm-hmm, with my fucking pin in my hand, like I'm ready to take notes. Anyway, so he tried to email me one day that I, that he was going to fail me. He was like, you don't take the class seriously. Oh. <laughs> uh? no we went on a trip to dc and i was the one who won the award for the un like none all the other students that we went like from my class partied i didn't party so let's just get okay uh-huh. i emailed him back not even about that i was like first of all i do take it seriously your other students don't second second of all i go this was when i wanted to save the world at the un which i've talked about in previous podcasts and I did, I like, well, I didn't save the world, but I went to the UN, but, okay. Um, <laughs> I emailed him back, like, hey, here's the deal. I want to go save the world at the UN. I'm probably going to, like, most likely. I'm going to save as many fucking people. I didn't say fucking. I was, I'm going to save as many people as I possibly can. 
And your job is to help me get there. I'm not doing this for any kind of like uh, fun shit. Like I'm doing this so that I can go like save starving, suffering children, people with no justice. I'm going to go fucking save them. You're not doing it. (laughs) So if you want to get in my way, if you want to be an obstacle for me and make it harder for me to get there, make the kids wait longer, if you will, you can do that. But your job is to put me there. That's your fucking job, bitch. And dude, he, (laughs) I didn't use any cuss words, but he emailed me back that he was passing me. And but he, he goes, I don't want you to come to the class anymore, but I'm going to pass you. Ay, yay, yay. Sorry, this has been something. We've, we've gone over the time. I'll give one last one-liner because I'm going to take out the... Uh, there's a part where I drove... I tried to drive towards sirens to see if anyone was dead. Um, the only thing clear about the clearance section is my intention to steal. People love that I'm a shoplifter. Another train coming by, that's fun. I'll note that for next time. Life is hard, you either sink or you swim to another country. (laughs) This is such a crazy thing. Right now I'm like yelling one-liners to my phone while a train is like going crazy. It's just like a weird. Okay guys, that's it. Bye, thank you so much. I love, I love, you i love this like whatever i love it bye